The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Walter Todd joins us, President, Chief Investment Officer, Managing Director at Greenwood Capital. Walter, the two big issues, uh, inflation in the West and the COVID policy in China, they tease us, but they just don't seem to really show us any convincing progress. Um, yet, uh, if you look at equities, they're above the June lows, so there must be a little bit of residual strength there. What's driving that? Yeah, I think um, a couple of things. Uh, you know, the seasonal factor that a lot of people have pointed to. Fourth quarter tends to be the best quarter for stocks, particularly in a midterm election year. We've got the election next week, <clears throat> so I think there's a lot of people kind of hoping and wanting and, and and wishing the market to have that holiday uh, rally. And we've gotten some of that, but it's definitely been very volatile and range bound. But also, I think outside of the mega caps, I would say earnings um, have been probably better. Uh, better than feared uh, is the common term used. Um, and so I think that's, you know, we've seen some strengthening outside of the top of the market, the average stock outperforming uh, the mega caps. And so that's provided some support. And then finally, if you look at the sector performance within the market, it has been oddly kind of pro-cyclical, which you wouldn't think kind of given the news headlines and the backdrop that we're, we're talking about, you know, industrials and materials and financials have kind of been leading uh, the market since the lows in, in mid-October. Yeah. So what ultimately did uh, the uh, payrolls report tell you here uh, on Friday? And, you know, the thing is, how does it inform the Fed? How does it inform you and uh, the investment community? Yeah, um, well, I think the payroll report, as you said, was was pretty good. But when you kind of peel it back a little bit, um, if you look at the household report versus the payroll uh, headline, it was definitely a little bit weaker. We saw that increase in the unemployment rate. Um, and so I think it was maybe not as strong as is maybe initially thought if you if you look at those details. Also, when you look at the uh, continuing unemployment claims files, those have been ticking up a little bit. So I think the, the evidence is there, in our opinion, that the Fed should be really starting to slow down the, the pace of increases, if not stopping increases, because you know, prices are starting to roll over across the economy. They're just kind of looking, I, I believe, at some lagging data and waiting to see it in numbers that unfortunately aren't going to show up uh, for another, you know, probably couple of months. Um, yeah, but so you I probably, think the payrolls. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say you probably heard me say it or you saw it anyway, that uh, Nomura, for one, has raised the estimate on the terminal rate to as high as five and three quarters percent. Um, yeah. You know, that, that's the opposite of what you're saying should happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's, you know, that's the old notion of, well, what they should do and what they are going to do are two different things, right? <laughs> so Powell is very <laughs> you know unequivocal about what they're going to continue to do is raise rates and they've got a long way to go and um, a lot higher to go on rates and they're going to stay there. So that's what they're going to do. Unfortunately, I think they're making a, you know, a policy error, but the, you know, such as, yeah. uh, such as the market. 
All right. Uh, well, looking to Walter, what's been happening market-wise, how would you characterize uh, the uh, price action that we're seeing? It does seem to be as though we are in a mode of uh, wait and see. Let's see what happens with the monetary policy. Let's have a look at what's going on in China and uh, geopolitics as well. What's your take? Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely appears kind of day to day, a little bit schizophrenic, if you will, um, in terms of the, the price action in markets, whether you look at currencies, rates, uh, equities, they're kind of jumping from headline to headline, looking for something to you know kind of grab on and, and establish uh, you know a directional pattern versus this zigzag that we've had. So I think that's unfortunately kind of the, the situation that we're in right now. You mentioned it was a little counterintuitive that cyclicals have rallied the most here of late, um, even though the bond market seems to be suggesting recession. Uh, what gives? Yeah, it, it, it's very confusing picture. That's <laughs> the best way to put it, because we did have the three-month, <clears throat> 10-year invert uh, last week for the first time this cycle, um, which since you know a recession signal, pretty dominant recession signal, you know, 12 months out. And so, I, again, I think it's a little bit of just, again, confusion about where we're going to be three, six months from now um, in the market trying to figure that out. But I do think you got to listen to the market and what, what it's trying to tell you. And I do think it is quite interesting of the, the sector price action uh, that we're seeing. <clears throat> Energy's been there the whole year, but this recent resurgence in industrials, uh, in financials and materials is is something quite noticeable. And again, I do think that has to do with the conversation around China, which got you know squashed a little bit, as you said, over the weekend. So we'll see how that influences prices, uh, price action this week. I mean, with the way Chinese markets, I and mean, if you look at Hong Kong and you look at the valuations here, do you think in a few years' time we'd be going, I can't believe that Hong Kong was that cheap and I didn't buy it? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, we've been talking about this, I know, for a while, and, and, and the, the valuation has been very compelling for a long time, just ex-U.S. versus U.S., whether you're talking about Asia or other parts of the world, and it hasn't been a good, clearly a good timing signal. you got to think, you know, if, if financial kind of history holds up, that it will be a good signal at some point over the long term. But it's been a very poor timing tool in the short term. So if you can, if you're willing to look out maybe three to five years and hold your nose, I think you're probably right. But very difficult right now. Yeah, six times earnings for the Hang Seng Index now, constituent stocks, and you know the tech index is is trading at nine times earnings, which is uh, you know pretty surprising for some of those types of of companies. So we talked a little Absolutely. bit about industrials and materials and and financials. Is it energy that that stands out as perhaps one of the safer areas still? Yeah, you know, from a, it, it's actually much cheaper today than it was, despite being up seventy percent. The sector is actually trading cheaper on a multiple basis because the earnings have been so strong. So, I still think there's, I still think there's value there. I think you just got to recognize in this sector, it's very overbought right now in the short term. Uh, there's a lot of money flow uh, in, into the sector, so you just, I think, on a short term basis, you probably got to be careful. But I still think there's more to go when you look at the absolute weight of the energy sector in the S and P. It's still only around five to five. Five and a half percent, so it's still relatively small. So there's probably some more to go on the upside. It probably is going to trend towards eight, maybe even ten uh, percent ultimately as we move through this uh, cycle. So I still think there's upside there as well. Well, absolutely. So how does that inform you? I mean, looking at the dollar, for instance. I mean, how is that playing into uh, what you've been seeing? 
Yeah, so energy's kind of been able to look through the strength in the dollar, right? The oil, the supply constraint issue has been so dominant, it's overshadowed the strength in the dollar, which normally would be very detrimental to energy uh, equities and oil. And and so we think that that continues because this supply constraints not doesn't seem to be compro- improving at all. And if we, I know we've talked about the China reopening, not reopening, but if that ever does happen to any certainty, that's going to be another you know, supply issue or demand issue that's going to hurt the supply constraints that we already have. So I don't think the dollar is an issue for oil specifically, but it's certainly a broader issue for, you know, outside the U.S. uh, markets like Hong Kong, like we're talking about. That's one of the reasons they haven't been able to perform. Walter, thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure. Walter Todd, President, uh, Chief Investment Officer and Managing Director at Greenwood Capital, getting his take on uh, what we have market-wise. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.